You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the internet's newest preview show that Jeff Burkus and I are calling the 10-Minute Drill. We are incredibly excited to debut this brand new take on an NFL preview show because, frankly, Jeff, if I can be honest, I can't help but feel like preview shows have always been a bit too long and we want to try to create the shortest and sweetest show possible. How you feeling about this first episode? Feeling really good. I'm excited. I've got my notes. I'm ready to go. We've got some good info to hand to the people. I've got a new jacket. Uh, first, first episode, I'm wearing a wooden bow tie. I mean, we are ready to go here. Perfect. Jeff, before we get truly started, how you feeling about this brand new season? It's not about wins and losses. It's about progress. It's about what kind of production these young players can have on the field. I'm feeling good about evaluating that and building the foundation for something big in next year and the year after that. I am too. And you know what, Jeff? If we end up with more wins than we anticipate, I will not be upset. That's for sure. But the nice thing is, is that it feels like it's all roses for the Bears this year. If they do win, great. If they don't win, but players develop like Justin Fields, Braxton Jones, Darnell Mooney, and a litany of others that we will talk about. Hey, that's all gravy, baby, right? 100%, Robert. Perfect. With that said, Jeff, you ready to get started? Absolutely, Robert. Let's put 10 minutes on the clock. 10 minutes on the clock and reminder for the viewers, our goal is to put me and Jeff to the test. Can we deliver all this information in 10 minutes or less? Let's see. So put 10 minutes on the clock and three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome to the 10 minute drill. I'm Robert Schmitz along with Jeff Burkus and we're here to preview San Francisco 49ers at Chicago Bears. It's week one of 2022. Jeff, how you feeling about the game? Feeling pretty good. We've got a lot of information to cram into 10 minutes. So let's get going. Let's get going. And we'll start first with the topic everybody wants to discuss, when the Bears have the ball. So I'll kick things off with a little bit of a scheme preview. As we know, the Chicago Bears hired Luke Getze to come in and run their offense. But with so much organizational change in Chicago, it's hard to pinpoint exactly the kind of offense they'll be running. I anticipate they'll borrow heavily from Green Bay, infuse some Shanahan concepts, but what does that mean you should expect? I think you need to be watching for the Bears to lead a heavy ground attack buoyed by a lot of 12 personnel that's going to be trying to play off of that using wide zone and outside zone running schemes married with play action rollouts and boots and other play action deep shots that you generally see baked into this concept. They're going to run a lot less empty formation, some shotgun, but not as much as you've seen in the Nagy era, and the goal is plays on plays. If they can build that bunch formation and show 
show you a bunch of different looks from these individual plays so that you see an outside zone run, but you know there could be a wide receiver screen or a play action rollout coming off of the same look, they'll call themselves successful. Now on defense, the 49ers are actually a quite stingy defense led by D'Amico Ryans, their defensive coordinator, who's now entering his second year. They are a tough nut to crack, particularly because they play that McVay-style bend-don't-break high quarters defense with a lot of safety rotation, Jeff, which I'll be honest, I know they just lost Jimmy Ward for the first couple weeks of the season, they're starting safety, but that's the kind of thing that could give Justin Fields fits if he doesn't bring his A-game. Disguised looks, changes at the line of scrimmage, and maybe most scary, Jeff, while I know Nick Bosa is one of the names everyone knows, this defense does so much to feature Fred Warner, number 54, their inside linebacker, it is frightening. They are honestly a wonderful defense to watch and a tough defense to square up against as the Packers showed us in the NFC Divisional game. Jeff, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Bears, especially since while Getze obviously knows the 49ers defense, the 49ers likely have a good idea what Getze's going to do. But let's pass it to you with stats of the week. One of the things that really jumps out about the San Francisco defense was how well they got after the quarterback last year. You mentioned Nick Bosa, one of the best at getting it done and getting the quarterback last year second in the league with 19 and a half sacks we we focused on robert quinn getting 18 and a half nick bosa actually had more at 19 and a half the 49ers were one of the best teams in the league overall with averaging three sacks per game but on the road that number was even better 3.7 sacks per game on the road so they got after the rusher even better when they were the away team that bodes uh, an incredibly important statistic when you have a young offensive line that has not had a lot of time to gel yet they're going to have their hands full with Nick Bosa and company trying to keep Justin Fields' jersey clean this weekend. That brings us right into our matchup of the week, doesn't it, Jeff? Absolutely. So for, for context, Jeff and I are both at the end of every segment going to present a matchup of the week. And Jeff, if you don't mind me potentially taking yours, I think that this Bears offensive line has a tough matchup with that San Francisco front. Of course, there's a lot going on in the secondary, but Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Drake Jackson, and a host of other San Francisco rushers are going to be a tough test for this young offensive line. Who do you see? Well, absolutely. Obviously, on the offensive line, you're going to be worried about Braxton Jones making his first career start. He's going to be lining up against Nick Bosa, who, again, was second in the league in sacks last year. That's absolutely a matchup that we have to be worried about. But I will also say... Uh, Darnell Mooney, who has had a lot of conversation about being wide receiver one coming into the year, he wants to get it going. He's going to be going up against Charvarius Ward, the 49ers prize free agent. He was at, at Kansas City the year before. That's going to be a really fun matchup. Look for Fields to try to target Darnell Mooney early and often to try to get a rhythm going in this offense. Like you said, Jeff, that is extremely important because especially if Mooney can win that matchup, the Bears might just be able to find something on offense. But as we know, Jeff, football isn't played on just one side of the ball. We need to talk about what happens when San Francisco has the ball. And if you thought the Bears were going to be a tough one to nail down given all their organizational change, Jeff, we know the 49ers scheme. They're going to run a lot of the same things that the Bears do, but that zone is even wider. Those dig concepts dig even harder. They love 90 degree passing angles, going deep, 
and making sure that they have plays on plays based in a thick running game. But Jeff, is there anything more intriguing than quarterback change? And as they switch now from Jimmy Garoppolo, who loved to feast on the intermediate routes, they now shift to Trey Lance, the long bombing quarterback from North Dakota State University, who's had a lot of controversy regarding his camp performance depending on which 49ers beat writer you ask. I am ecstatic to see this young quarterback matchup between Lance and Fields, and depending on how Lance plays, that could shift everything between how vertical this San Francisco 49ers offense gets, how often are they running the ball, you know they're going to get Lance on the move, it's going to actually probably be two very similar offensive visuals with Lance and Fields running, again, similar offense. But that's not the only story here, as Matt Eberflus, the Bears' new head coach, is going to be bringing over his Tampa 2 that's based in hustle, it's based in alerts, it's based in scheming based on your opponent, and it's got some talent to play with, with Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, and Roquan Smith as five of your back seven. Their front four may not be much to speak of, and it's just probably going to be some basic rushes with the occasional twist or stunt on the front. Indianapolis didn't do a wild amount to confuse, but I have a feeling this Bears defense is going to come out with their hair on fire, just like Indianapolis did for the last four years. Robert, you mentioned Kyle Shanahan's offense, obviously is the kind of the granddaddy. His his father brought in the Shanahan offense, so when Luke Getze is running that offense, offense it comes down from the Shanahan tree but one thing that really sets them apart is that they run 21 personnel more than anybody in the league 21 personnel meaning that they have two running backs and one tight end on the field at the same time and that is because of their dynamic fullback Kyle Juszczyk or juice check if you want to have a shorthand there they ran 21 personnel with Kyle Juszczyk on the field 34 percent of their offensive snaps last year the next highest team was at 23%. That was New England. The Bears, for for example, ran 21 personnel on 1% of their plays. So you will see a formation that you do not see often when you're watching the Chicago Bears. In that formation, they were still very balanced. They ran 56% of the time, as you might expect, meaning that they passed 44% of the time. And passes out of that formation yielded a 97 passer rating. So they were wow. very effective passing the ball out of 21 personnel. Not to mention, with Juice Check, with Debo Samuel, with Brandon Ayuk, this 49ers offense is loaded with weaponry. So, Jeff, I'll let you start this time. Who is your matchup of the week? So, with the guy that you didn't mention, George Kittle, who's an all-around dynamic tight end. He's coming into the year. He's healthy. I want to see if, if Jaquan Brisker is able to match up with him and take him up the field on some of those routes. I want to see if Kittle tries to challenge the rookie and how he responds. Very excited about Jaquan Brisker brisker an excellent first matchup for any time he's matched up against a tight end in this one and to carry off of that now jeff i feel bad so i'm gonna give an honorable mention to the bears secondary against Debo samuel against brandon Ayuk, and against the rest of the 49ers receivers but the matchup that i've got my mind on did you know jeff the entire 49ers interior offensive line went through change this offseason trent williams and mike mcglinchey stayed outside on the edge but their interior left guard right guard and center are all new and they've only got three snaps between 
them. So while the Bears defensive line has been much maligned in the offseason, this is going to be a huge test for whoever's playing nose guard because Armand Watts just got picked up, but also for Justin Jones and Angelo Blackson out of that three technique spot. All eyes will likely be on Robert Quinn, but if they can create some interior pressure against a quarterback who's yet to log more than a handful of NFL snaps, I think the Bears might be able to find something on defense. But if they can't, Trey Lance could have quite a long time back there. And while the action on the football field takes out, not just the Bears and the 49ers could be winning, you could be winning at home too if you're looking at prop bets. And frankly, Jeff, you're more of the better than I am, but I feel like prop bets are a wonderful way to try to get into taking a look at how players are going to perform. It's a different way of looking at things. What do you have your eye on right now? Yeah, I think prop bets are great. They're kind of like the combination of fantasy football and then looking at schematics and player matches and seeing if you think you can find an edge there gives you a lot more options when you're when you're looking at bets for me i think the prop bet for me that stuck out the most was trey lance trey lance his passing plus rushing yards has an over under of 250.5 meaning that if he passes and rushes for over 250 and a half yards you win that bet and I know he only has two starts in the league, but both of those starts were comfortably over that 250 mark. He had about 280 yards of passing and rushing yards in both of those. Got them in different ways. Had a big rushing performance against the Cardinals. Had more of a big passing performance against the Texans. I know that's last year's data, but he has had an entire offseason to be the guy. He has a full complement of weapons, and you have a Bears defense that's playing together for the first time in a new scheme. I'm not saying that the the 49ers are going to blow out the Bears, but I do think Trey Lance can eat up a bunch of yards against this Bears defense. 250 seems too low. Hit the over on that one. Well, Jeff, you asked me earlier which prop bet appeals to me, and I got to be honest, if you take a look at the video board, there's a Brady prop bet that looks particularly enticing as they're offering over under half a yard. So assuming Brady completes anything, you win that one, go ahead and go over to their website and take a look at it. But when it comes to the Bears, I don't think there's a safer prop bet this weekend than Darnell Mooney, whose over under is 55 and a half yards. Now, if you watched any Bears games last year, you saw Darnell Mooney especially once Allen Robinson started to, Jeff, let's call it fade off near the middle to the end of the year. Darnell Mooney became the number one target, and if not the only target in this Bears offense, developed quite a rapport with Justin Fields. I'm not saying he's going to set the league on fire, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's going to easily eclipse the 55 and a half yards over under that he's been given for week one. Betters will need time to catch up to the fact that Fields' favorite target is going to be number Number 11, hit that over while you can because I don't think it'll last for long. Jeff, any others that appeal to you? Yeah, I got to tell you, man, I think Cole Komet is really going to have a big year. His over under is super low. It's 32 and a half yards. 32 and a half yards? 32 and a half. Cole Komet is going to be the number two option in this offense. I know a lot of people are down on Cole Komet for not scoring any touchdowns last year. That's not going to happen again. He's going to score this year. But 32 and a half yards is is way too low for a tight end that's going to be featured in this Luke Getze offense. Hammer that one. I mean, Jeff, 
I don't know if I'm picking up what you're picking up from these betting sites, but it seems as if bettors have gotten a little too accustomed to Bears turning in frighteningly low yards per game numbers from the naggy years that we've seen in 2020 and 2021. I am not about to say that I think Luke Getze is the next great offensive mind in football. We just don't know yet. But at the very least, from what we saw this preseason, I get the impression that this Bears offense is going to be much better at turning in normal, if a little bit low scoring totals like 17 and 20 points. It just won't surprise me to see many less games this year where the Bears score less than 10 points, even if they're not popping the top off the 30 burger every single week, right? Absolutely. It's a brand new offensive scheme. It's built on the same philosophy as the Kyle Shanahan offense that everybody is in love with. So it's going to take some time to get there, but this is not the Matt Nagy offense. And thank goodness for that. Well, Jeff, as we wrap up, hopefully we hit our time. But what are your final thoughts on this game? Don't focus on the outcome as much as the process. See if the Bears can play hard the whole game. Try to keep it close. I think that they can do that. I think that they'll give the home crowd a good game. I think ultimately the 49ers are a more talented squad, but I think the Bears keep it close. I'll tell you what, Jeff, my final thought is that I want to hear what you guys have to say. Call it a cop-out, but on this show, Jeff and I aren't going to do predictions, especially not score predictions, as much as we can. That's for you to do. So go into the comments right now and comment what you think is going to happen this week. Who's going to play well? Who's going to win? What's the score going to be? Make sure to let us know. And Jeff, that wraps up what's going to be a wild week one. The most unknowns of the season coming into this game and hopefully we got even a little bit of it right. I am so excited. So make sure you tune in and don't forget to come back to Second City Gridiron after the game for my post-game show, Bear With Me, as well as plenty of other analysis throughout the week. Jeff, hopefully we hit our time. And thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.